When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Harut Markarian, and this is Mobility and Inclusion, the show where we share the powerful stories of people with disabilities and daring entrepreneurs making waves in our world. From technological innovations to best practices in business, we'll learn what it really means to live in an inclusive and universally designed environment. By the way, you're the first person who is... uh experiencing my first uh, interview on my, on my on my new laptop that's awesome yeah. it looks good yeah and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about uh, <laughs> charity charity and i were scheduled to appear last week but my other computer decided to take a nap forever <laughs> uh, that's why we have to cancel our reschedule for this week uh, and welcome, everybody. This is Mobility and Inclusion. My guest today is Charity Burrow. Uh, Charity is a person with a pure passion. And uh, passionate, uh, passionate living, passionate coexistence, passionate experience overall. And Charity, welcome to the show. Thank you. How... Uh, uh, thank you so much for giving us your time. And, uh, you know, we, uh, I cannot wait to learn more about you and about everything that you're doing, which is gazillion things. True story. It is. Um, let's see. Where do I even start? Well, I have a youth group that is primarily focused on um, making sure everybody feels seen and heard. Really, that's like ultimately what I'm what I'm shooting for. During the pandemic, I noticed you know suicide rates spiked. Um, it it just it was a lot for everyone to take on. And in order to give mom and dad a break, to give the kids an outlet to expel that pent up energy from being you know piled on top of their families for nine months. That's a lot. We have a huge building, and we were going to open a restaurant. And then a pandemic hit. It was not the best timing on our part, but we had the space. So I'm like, how can we utilize this and help others, you know, so that they don't, they're not struggling. So we started this youth group and my whole intent was that no one leaves sad. That was the only thing I was shooting for. And it's turned into weekly meets. The kids are learning how to build businesses. They feel seen and heard. I don't censor them. I let them be who they truly are. They're getting a place to practice before adulthood. And I know a lot of us probably could have utilized that tool when we were younger. <laughs> you know, so I, I remember what it's like to be a teenager. So I'm trying to give them a safe place to explore, question, figure some stuff out before the real world comes along and says, hi, let's have some fun. So some of them are doing great. Some of them have stepped out because they don't, they don't know what to do 
with facing themselves and figuring out what it is they want to do. I'm not going to drag anyone. I'm not going to force them because they've seen what that does to kids too. It's not good for anyone. They'll come around if they want to come around. Everyone's free will here, big time. So in that, I've developed that. I'm helping my husband build his restaurant empire. He wants eight of them now. And I'm like, oh, probably should get the first one open first, huh? So as soon as we figure out that, we're, we're new to that. We were contractors prior to all of this. Uh, we built one of the restaurants in the One World Trade Center. We've got work in 17 different states in the United States. Um, I can take down a tree and turn it into a table if you want me to. I mean, it's, it's kind of a nifty thing to be able to do. We've lived off grid. I try really hard to live the experience before I share it with people because it's kind of hard to tell people, you know, you could try this if I haven't done it myself. Yeah. It's, it's hard to convince people about something that you yourself don't have the experience in, right? Uh, and uh, that's, that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, when uh, you say uh, you, you have businesses in 17 states, that was, uh, I think that's what you said, right? Yeah, we built, um, we built like 17 different projects in 17 different states over, I think it was like an eight-year window. Oh, nice. Wow. That's very cool. And, uh, and when you said you lived off-grid, what did that look like? Oh, boy. <laughs> it looked like Little House on the Prairie without the outfits. Um, so a dream of mine was to always live like without all the extras just so i knew what that felt like um and so we we went all the way i mean if you're gonna do something go big or go home that's kind of our theory here so we shut off the power which the power company lost their minds on it they got so mad they took our our, our meter off the house which is against the law here but i'm like whatever you can have it i don't need it we put in solar we put in a wind turbine um, we have batteries. We have a whole house generator so that if we need to power up, we can. I mean, we didn't, we didn't leave ourselves completely screwed. We put in a hand pump for water. Like we, <laughs> we went into our well and we put in this hand pump. So when you go outside, you hand pump water. Not conducive to watering a garden. I'm going to let you know that right now. None of my corn got bigger than this that year because I got so sick of hand watering the corn. Um, but it was, the kids loved it. Like we asked them if they were okay with this before we did it. We don't just do things and then tell them to fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. We did it with the kids, three kids. <laughs> that was fun. That's awesome. It's, it's actually, you know, uh, they liked it. So did I. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's actually, I would imagine it was very fulfilling experience, especially for the younger ones. You know, uh, yeah. because not a lot of kids these days have that experience. Not a lot of kids even know what that looks like, remotely know what that looks like, you know? So, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I envy you, to say the least. <laughs> it, it, oh, it was... <laughs> When, when we lose power here after a storm, which like a week and a half ago we did, I forgot how great that feels. All the energy stops coming in and you're just like, oh, it's quiet. It's peaceful. <laughs> you're like, that actually feels really good. 
the kids got a far greater appreciation for electricity, for running water, you know, because they got to go back to the other parents' house and, and get that. But they said it was so much more calm at our house because we weren't always running. We would just be, we would have the deep, deep conversations. We cooked over a fire pit outside in the summer. We had a, <laughs> a fire, a wood burning stove from like 125 years ago we picked up at an antique shop here in town and like so we went little house on the prairie our clothes dried on a line in the house like i wanted to experience it all i am really grateful for electricity not even gonna lie about that i love walking into the kitchen hitting the faucet and being like i'll have coffee in 30 seconds instead of 30 minutes but at the same time i look at that like wow, I can truly appreciate what we do have so much more. Like my level of gratitude grew and so did the kids. Yeah. A couple of them are like, not my gig. All right. Would you have known that if we had done that though? You know, it, it's one of those where it, we, we really do want to experience as much of what life has to offer. And it comes in weird ways. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm pretty sure your kids are going to cherish that for the rest of their lives. You know, not a lot of people nowadays can say that they lived off grid and we had to pump water. You know, we had to hand dry our clothes. <laughs> That's, I mean, I remember those days yes. and at, it was maybe when I was living these periods, well, we didn't pump the water, but we're, we were still hand drying our clothes. But this was maybe it was at the end of, of, of that era when I was growing up, right? Uh, and uh, it, was, it was amazing. It's just a different type of appreciation when now you just yes. throw them in the, the washing machine or throw them in the dryer. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, 15 minutes later, you have a clean, dried out yeah. clothes. <laughs> Like awesomely clean stuff. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's, yeah. it's, and you'll have that appreciation. Now you appreciate technology uh, and you can say that there are benefits to the technological innovations. Um, now, some techno te technological innovations went too far into hurting people, but that's, that's beside our point right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's that balance thing and we always go one way or the other. And I'm like, can we just find the middle road? I would be okay with that. So. And uh, just so uh, we give a little bit of context to our viewers, you currently reside and this experience was in central Wisconsin, correct? True story. It was. Yeah. Um, literally a town it's called Borth. It's unincorporated. We have more cows than people. It's nice. It's my hometown. I like it. So it, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, going back to the youth group that you're running, and you said you're teaching them uh, how to run a business. So can you just yes. tell me how, how, how's that going? Like, what, what, do you, what do you teach them? <sighs> Teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are very intrigued by what I do, like, because I've ran a whole gamut of different kinds of jobs. A lot of people think I'm a flake. 
But again, I love to learn. So I am always trying something new because I expand in that sense. So what we're doing is the kids are like, I want to run a business. I want to do this. How do I start it? And I'm like, wow, you need to go back like nine layers. And what are your core values? And they're like, what's a core value? And I'm like, oh boy. (laughs) So it's really gotten them to sit with themselves and figure out what truly matters in their heart. And for so many of them, inclusion of the people around them is top of the list. They want to make sure whatever they are doing, that it is not bringing more harm to the world, that they're spreading more love, that they are seeing people for who they are, because they've gone so long with just being seen as a kid. And I should make it clear, I do not refer to these guys as kids. They're tiny humans. Because... It's kind of been a perverted word, you know, the kid thing. We always talk down to them like, well, you're a kid. You don't know. Yeah, Exactly. They don't know. It's our job to teach them that. So I see parents becoming frustrated. You know, the schools aren't teaching life skills. Parents, come on, we're stressed. We're out of time. We don't always have the patience to sit down with our kids and be like, this is how you balance a budget, you know. Some of us, I struggle with it and I did accounting for 15 years. So it well, sometimes it's easier just to do it yourself. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people, actually the majority of people and kids and, you know, people going to schools and colleges and stuff, they graduate and they don't know anything about money. You know, they don't know how money works. They don't know how, you know, you said the simplest thing, how to balance uh, the, the budget there. They don't teach that in school, you know. Uh, and no, they don't. it's up to the parent, I, I believe, and I'm a parent myself, but it's up to the parent to really um, teach their kids these extra but important stuff, right? Uh, so it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing how much, how, how much we don't learn by going to school. And here I should say that parents are not doing their jobs a lot of the time. And a yeah. lot of the time, parents owe to their kids these extra stuff outside of school that the kid must learn. It's, it shouldn't be a choice because that's going to come back and hurt, hunt them later in life. So I, I commend you for yeah. you know, taking these kids under your wings. Uh, <laughs> And you know, I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm sure it's 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 a lot of fun working with them. It is. You know, there are days where I walk away and I'm like, oh, I need a nap. They are a lot of energy, but at the same time, they bring a lot to the table for me. And they're always like, oh, you teach us so much. And I'm like, oh, you guys sit down, let's talk. This is what I've learned from you. Because just because I'm 45. Uh, that doesn't mean by any means that I'm done learning or that I even know it all. I mean, they bring this new view to the world that none of us have ever even considered there being that for a view. So I can take in what they're saying. I can hear the other generations saying it. And I sit here and I'm like, there's a gap. How do we close this up just a little bit to get everybody included we don't all need to be the same i i don't like the same stuff we we need that 
difference between all of us because we all bring really cool things to the table, but we need to learn to honor that in each other too. Yeah, the human mind is really fascinating and it's, uh, it's different from one person to the other. And that's why it's important to be able to take from everyone and not limit yourself to a specific point of view or, or, or single advice or opinion. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I love what you're doing with your kids. And uh, so if you would, let's say, I'm sure you, this week, you've been working with your kids, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, what, what would be the, <laughs> what would be the one thing that comes to mind that you, you learned from them this week? Oh, goodness. That you actually can easily shift yourself at any given moment. That's probably the one thing they bring to the table more. They're hungry for knowledge. They're hungry for insight. But at the same time, they're some of the most forgiving human beings on the planet. And it, it, they just exude this genuine love. And I'm like, you know, I want to be that. (laughs) And they're like, but you're older. I'm like, that doesn't matter. I want to be that when I grow up. And they're like, what? And I'm like, it's just an adult joke. You'll be fine. You'll catch on. And a couple of them have messaged me and they're like, we understand what you're saying. And I'm like, I love that. You know, and watching them, one thing I think kids get uh, shortchanged a lot on is how aware they actually are. And they call me out on my stuff. Let me tell you, oh, I have created some some conversations where I'm like, you guys can call me out. I'm going to call you out. It's kind of a, a symbiotic relationship. And, oh, they love that stuff. And I'm like, oh, that stings. So it keeps me honest. It keeps me walking that walk, making sure that I am growing, that I am learning, that I'm taking ownership for when I screw up. We celebrate failure here uh, <laughs> literally with pie. We're a dance party and we have pie when someone messes up because it's a huge learning opportunity. But I brought in uh, Brian Searcy. Oh, no, don't give him that idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brian Searcy, he has the situational awareness program with Paratus. And he's been working with the kids on that. And the kids have blown us both away at how aware they actually are. And what that taught me is that they aren't listening to what we as adults are saying to them. They're watching how we are applying it to our own lives. So if they see that breakdown in the words to the actions, we're hypocrites in that moment. And they're not wrong. I mean, it's kind of hard to negate that argument. But we have that opportunity to come into alignment ourselves then and start walking that walk a little bit better than we were because when they say the kids are watching, oh, they are watching and they are, they're soaking it in. But I will tell you, it does create a bit of a hiccup in the kid because they don't understand. They're like, why is this person doing this? But saying this and I'm like, oh no, okay, let's have a talk, you know? And that's where I let them, you know, watch me and call me out. If I say something and I don't do it, call me out. Don't, don't even sugarcoat it. Just call me out on it. And then I show them how I shifted. And I had one, one of the kids in the group. Uh, I spent the last year trying to convince my dad they need to give me more freedom. And then he changed. And now he's a hypocrite. 
no. <laughs> you changed. That's what you wanted. And they're like, oh, crap. Now I have to go apologize. They went and they apologized. Like, they took full ownership. And I was so proud at 14 years old, they recognized that. And they were willing to take that ownership. And those are the moments where, as adults, we can actually learn from the youth just as much as they can learn from us. It really is so intertwined. And we keep trying to stuff ourselves in boxes and put labels on ourselves. And it's not, it's not healthy for any human being. I don't care how old you are. We, we, we need to kind of take some of that away. And I think there will be more interaction, more acceptance of any thought process, any lifestyle, it's probably my favorite thing about Zoom, I will be honest with you, is the fact that I get to meet so many different people and see life through everyone else's eyes because, wow, life is amazing. I don't yeah. care who you are. It really is. I'm, I 100% agree with you. I think uh, one thing uh, positive that came out from this pandemic was actually the opportunity for all of us to, to meet Otherwise, I would have never met you, you know. Uh, you were in Wisconsin, I'm in Los Angeles. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the thing about, uh, the thing you mentioned about the kids, that they are genuine and so forgiving. And you wonder what, what goes on between where they're at right now and maybe 10 years after going to school, going to college, going, and what happens that these kids, I'm not talking about specifically your kids, but in, in general, all right. kids that go through the educational system, go through the social system and whatever else they go through, and they become this people who no longer are able to forgive, no longer are able to have a conversation with someone they disagree with, uh, and, you know, we're seeing it, we're seeing that today in our, in our environment, right? So it's like no one can have a decent conversation. Everybody is yelling about something, right? And, uh, and nobody is forgiving, which is the, 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 the saddest part of all, in my opinion, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Right. You know? You're definitely not always right. No one is always right, or no no opinion exactly. or, or or thought is like boilerplate to everyone, right? So that's why we have the yep. diversity. That's why we have different people coming together to ultimately come up with the greater good of ideas of, of paths, and uh, and that's why I truly love what you're doing with these kids. Uh, because they need that, they need that, and they're not going to get there. They're not going to get that elsewhere. They're not going to get that at no. school. They're probably not going to get that at home. With the, um, all my respect to their parents, to all, all every everyone's parents, but unfortunately, that's the reality. A lot of kids go through life till they get to adulthood, and they know nothing about the real life. Yeah, you know? they're just. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. And, uh, you know, that's why I think you're doing a great job teaching them about how to run their own businesses. And I think you learning, you are learning a lot just by being around them. I just, I can't even start imagining the 
your your patience level. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you are a lot more patient now. You're now you're laughing <laughs> because I mean I have I have a son right now and he is a handful. I'm telling you, I was like I and I'm very good with kids, but when you're with a kid for 24/7, it's a different story. Yes. It's yes. a totally different story. And now try it is. Um, I am. I, I, when I first had kids, when they were little, I was like, oh, I'm going to be this great mom. And then I had kids and I'm like, why are they drawing all the walls with poop? This is unacceptable. You know, you, you're just like, holy crap. And like you said that 24 seven, it's someone constantly demanding your attention. So you just, you lose that ability to have time to yourself and recharge and every human being needs that. So once the kids started getting older, I was like, oh, I miss my me time in big ways. I don't shop. I don't, that stuff stresses me out. I don't like that stuff, but I love having alone time and I lost that. And so there was a period of time where I hit depression, anxiety, like, and then my, my first marriage tanked, which was an absolute blessing in disguise. We were not, we should not have gotten married. I mean, there's, it just, it, no, that was not the stars. So I took two and a half years and I literally worked on myself really hard. Like I wanted to figure out where I needed to strengthen me. Um, I needed to prove to myself I could stand on my own two feet. I knew I already could, but I had to do it. That's just how I learn. I have to do things. So I jump into weird stuff and I'm like, okay. But now with teenagers, that's a whole different beast. Okay. Because one minute they are laughing and the next minute they have flames shooting out of their ears. You're throwing a chocolate bar and running for the hills. Like no joke. I found that transparency with the kids has been a lifesaver. I will tell them straight up, guys, not right now. I need some time. And they literally, okay, that's cool. And they back off. And I meditate. Oh, several times a day. I am just like, don't talk to me. I uh, got an office this weekend in our building. I, I told my husband, I said, you either paint the walls or you can't come home. And he's like, okay, he came home with paint. I'm like, yes, I win. <laughs> so he painted the room. I set it all up this week. And I love the energy I've created in here. This is my safe bubble. So when I'm feeling stressed out, this is where I come. I pop in some music. I meditate. You know, I just, I try to get myself back to that calm and that quiet. Once I can do that, I, my patience level is pretty good, but I do have my moments and when I'm, as the kids would call it, triggered, I don't necessarily like that word either. I don't like labels, not at all, because labels, they, they hold us back. But when I'm recognizing that I am being triggered, I look at what's coming up and then I'm like, okay, it's okay. I'm human. I am allowed to feel this in this moment, but I'm not, I, I don't want to react on it. I don't want to take that out on someone else. So I'll usually send out a Snapchat and be like, guys, give me 10 minutes. All right, that's cool. And they respect that because I also do that for them. And I think respect has been a big foundational thing in this. And that's, I'm pretty sure that's building in their character. So they're going to grow up to be very successful in that, in that way. Because a lot of people right now, a lot of, yep, 
the younger generation I'm talking about who are starting to go into their professional careers, um, I'm not, I'm not going to say that they, they're disrespectful. They're, they're not, but they don't have that soft skill about how to approach people and how to deal with people. They think every everything is a transaction on the internet. You know, they, that's how they approach people, and that's my that's my two cents. You know, that's my opinion or or what I've noticed so far. And I've been in the industry yes. for about fifteen years. I've been in the technology technology industry, and uh, it's really amazing, especially when people come out of science backgrounds, like engineering backgrounds. Right, they're like really rough around the edges. They don't have that, uh, you know, softness in their tone, in their approach, in their behavior. Uh, and it's not because they're disrespectful, it's just because they're not aware of any other way. Right, so what you're doing mm -hmm. with these kids, I think it's going to prepare them to. Uh, become a very approachable and, uh, you know, good in business, ultimately, be, be good in business. And that, that's, what that's what we want. We yeah. Want and that's, it's um, amazing. Yeah. Because like, being able to work with all of you guys and meet all of you and see what you guys are looking for, I actually can relay that to these kids and then they can find ways that they could actually offer that as they enter the workforce to fulfill the need of, you know, like what your company would need or what you're looking for without sacrificing who they are. And it, they didn't realize the world was this big. Like you said, the internet has become kind of a big thing for them, you know, like push a button and Amazon delivers or Netflix or whatever hot thing is it is right now. But at the same time, they didn't realize that there's people on the other end of that. And so being able to relay a lot of this and they've gotten to partake in some C-suite stuff, you know, they see me talking to a lot of you on the computer. So instead of me just randomly talking to a computer screen, they know there's a human being on the other end that has acknowledged them as a human being themselves of value. And that, that really is something I think we've lost as humanity. I did have one kid, uh, she brought it up a couple months ago. She's like, what's up with the way they teach in school? Why are they trying to prepare us for factory work? And I'm like, what? She goes, sitting in line, having to raise your hand. She's like, that's all like the old school stuff from the world wars back when they wanted us all to go into factories. She's like, our society doesn't operate like that anymore. And I'm like, Oh, that's a brilliant catch there. Tiny human. And I said, well, we're a little slow on the uptake apparently, you know, so it's a lot of the frustrations I think that are coming in schools with teachers and the kids not learning, we're not adapting as fast as we're growing. And I, I really think that if we start doing that and actually take their feedback and say, okay, they bring some crazy ideas to the table. I won't deny that. But at the same time, they're catching on to a lot of stuff and they're just digging their heels in. Like, no, you're not going to prep me for factory work anymore. You know, I, I want to learn. I want to be something. Maybe if we heard that a little bit more, we'd have a lot more, you know, copacetic relationships. Absolutely. And uh, it's amazing. 
you said earlier uh, that you know kids learn by watching us. They don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't really care about what they say. You can say whatever the hell you yeah. want, nine ways to Sunday, you know. But they're watching what you do, and that's what really they're taking in. That's yes. what they're soaking on, on uh, soaking up on, and uh, and that's why we have to be very careful around them in in, in our behaviors, right? Uh, you know, yes. for example, I tell I tell my son several times to come in from the backyard, right? Like he doesn't give a flying you know the thing right he doesn't care at all but when i go and i kick the ball with him a few times and then okay let's go in now and he sees you walk walking in that's when he comes in you know it's it's the simplest yeah. thing but it's like it's it's a true description of what we just talked about um and mm -hmm. even, even uh when we're older you know a lot what why do we why do we have that saying that uh, walk, walk the walk, don't talk the talk, something, something along these lines, yes. right? Uh, a lot of people talk, but they don't yep. perform according to what they're saying, according to what they, what they, what they spoke or talked. Yeah. And we have a lot of those now. We have a lot of big talkers, right? But uh, mm -hmm. when, when, when it's time to put the show on the road, no one is available, and no one, no one is around, and you find yourself all alone. <laughs> You know, hey, I thought we discussed this. I yeah. thought that's what we were going to do, you know? <laughs> You're like, could you at least get on the same page somewhere in the book with me, please? Yeah, you're just, you're like, wow. I, Yeah, there's some breakdowns in humanity that really, <laughs> as a society, we all could truly, truly work on. We really could. Absolutely. And uh, let's go back. You're also a podcast host, correct? Yes. Yes, I have Let's a couple of them. Talk about the okay, podcast. so the tribe started. The tribes started their own podcast. Um, they're actually kind of building a media platform. They like technology. I might as well work with that instead of fighting it. So they're doing a TV show, a podcast, but it's all uplifting. So they want to feature our local community. They want to feature business owners. They don't want to talk about the crap. They want to talk about the good stuff. I am on board with that. I have a podcast um, that kind of documents my personal story. To me, it's just who I am. It's it's what got me here. But I know that it kind of also gives me, you know, I don't I don't always talk about who I am. So people don't really know who I am. So I, I know I, I need to share that. So I'm kind of sharing my journey on how I got to where I'm at through that one. And then I have the Coaching Queens show podcast blog thingy we still don't really know how to label it but it's joan and i and we've teamed up to talk about inner peace and what that looks like for people because for some people creating chaos in a controlled sense brings them peace never thought of it that way i was like oh interesting for other people it's completely quiet like for me living off grid was my inner peace you know that that brings me a lot of just calm inside it's really different for so many people and having that platform to be able to talk to people on that level you really get an insight into how they operate and why they do what they do every day in life you know and it that is so eye-opening i love it um 
and it gives you a new appreciation for who people are. So instead of seeing what someone's doing and being like, oh, why are they should be doing it this way? So we have kind of a saying around here, shooting is shitting. We don't shit on people here. It's just straight up. That's just not what we do. So telling someone how they should live when you don't actually understand who they are or why they're doing what they're doing, knowing what brings them that calm and why, like what gets them up every day is so amazing. I absolutely love it. So I've got like three different avenues of podcasts. I don't really know what I'm doing. To be honest with you, I literally, I hit record and I'm like, oh, we're winging it. That's totally cool. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. And, and a lot of things, look, you don't have to know, you know, how it's going to get done. But you know where you want to go, right? Yes. That's the point. You know your why. And a lot of, the, a lot of people don't, they're actually passively going through life, you know, it's like, uh, and even even for myself, you know, I was a professional athlete back in the day, and for the longest time, I thought mm -hmm. that my life ended when that part of my life stopped. Right. Mm -hmm. So where when I stopped practicing my sport at a professional level, I was like, okay. I was doing other stuff and I was being somewhat successful at it, at, uh, I guess, but there was no passion in it, you know, there was, it, it, I mean, I was just doing to survive, right? I was just doing, doing things to pay the bills. So for the longest time after that, I had no, no passion. I had no why. I didn't know why I was doing the things that I was like, I was, I was, uh, <clears throat> I was an engineer at, uh, at I'm not going to name the company right now, but. I was an engineer at this one company and then I go like, if you asked me back then, why, why do you work here? The best answer I could have given you at the time would be oh, to make money or to pay my bills, which is so sad. It's so sad. You know, if you're going to work to just make money, then you're, you need to do something else because you're going to make money from whatever else you do. You know, you have to try yeah. and find that thing that is really meaningful to you and you find happiness in doing it. So, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that everything that you do, you have to be happy about. That's not correct. A lot of things, right? a lot of successful people do that they don't like, but they know it's the right thing to do. They know it's bringing results, so they keep on doing it. But at least for the majority mm -hmm. of the things, uh, the things that you are involved with all the time, you have to have a passion for it, or even if you don't have a passion for it, have a solid why. Why are you doing this or that? Who are you serving? Yeah. And is that fulfilling? And once, then, once you have that answered, I think everything will be a lot more easier on you. And uh, that's why I love oh, what you do. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so one of these days we're gonna have Joan and you together. And we're going to do a three-way podcast. <laughs> I love it. That would be great because that's always a good time because you really never know where our conversations are going to go. And you'll hear her say shiny squirrel. She's not joking. Like literally all of a sudden she'll just be off here and you're like, okay, we're going over there. That's fine. You know, and it, it, we spend so much time laughing. 
it's amazing to just be able to walk away and feel recharged after sitting in front of a computer for like two hours. You know, you're just like, oh, that felt great. I love it. So. I, lo I love it that you, you that you sit behind the computer for only two hours. I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, I, I I would love to do that, uh, and we're gonna do that for sure. I'm gonna set up a, a meeting with yeah. uh, both you uh, and Joan, and then we'll uh, we'll make that happen. And laughing is always good. Laughing never hurt anybody. And oh uh, heck yeah! <laughs> I just have to brush up on my uh, on my on my English jokes, you know. Uh, coming from a foreign country, I, uh, I, I'm not always so quick. I'm, I'm getting the, 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 the American jokes a lot of times. So Yeah, we, we've got weird sense of humor. And I'll be honest with you, some days she doesn't get my jokes and some days I don't get hers. So it's, you never know. <laughs> it's always a good time. Well, it seems like the three of us are a perfect fit for, uh, uh, let, let's, I'm going to have to think about the title of that show. It's going to be. Oh, yeah. That'll be a good one. I like that one. <laughs> we'll get some Emmys or something kicking for that one. You know, we'll be winning the big awards. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Charity, thank you for your time. I appreciate you coming on with, uh, with us. No Monday. problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I really had fun uh, talking to you. Uh, and there was no agenda. Uh, I didn't know how to open but the lovely person that you are, uh, the uh, open person that you are, really made this podcast happen. And I appreciate you for that. And I appreciate no what problem. you're doing for the next generation. Well, thank you. I am so glad that you are bringing awareness to so much of this and using your passion and your skills to just bring your energy. I love it. It's so great to watch you on this and grow and just change the world. It's going to be amazing. I love it. I, uh, I have no doubt that that'll happen. And you are right. I am growing. I also don't know what I'm doing a lot of the times. So it's a figuring out process, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, But luckily, we have each other. I feel that. If I ever do this on a C-suite call, it's because I get it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was going to say. Luckily, we have each other. We have C-Suite. We have uh, all the all the members there that, you know, we're helping each other get to the next level all the time, become better at whatever, whatever it is that we're doing. Exactly. All right, Charity, thank you so much. I will see you all next time with a different guest. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.